You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, one more show, two more hours, and then we send McLovin into the night, the end of his career. But it was a great run with us. The tributes are flowing in. Limericks, phone calls, tweets, all-around support. Good and bad for McLovin. In honor of McLovin leaving, we are putting a a great sale on danpatrick.com. Go there, check out all the gear we have, danpatrick.com, and you can thank McLovin for the opportunity to get some of those great items at a discount. Yes, McLovin. When does my employee discount end? But this sounds like a pretty good discount anyway. At noon Eastern today, your employee discount comes to a crashing end. One hour and 58 minutes. Yes, yes. Paulie? If we had an HR department or security department, would they walk McLovin out at 1201? Or are we not like that? That's not our thing. Well, I have chili dogs and hamburgers, and he's going to stay with us, I think, through that, and then he can leave whenever he wants to. I'm going to guess around 1215, McLovin will be in his car heading down the highway and uh, he'll have the DP show in his rearview mirror. Wow. That makes it me kind of emotional. I'm getting there. It's 10.02 Eastern. Yeah. Still got some time. I got two hours to plow through, making sure that I don't shed a tear. You know what got me yesterday? My mom sent me a note saying that my mom and dad are listening and crying the whole time. Mm. Because they are, they are number one fans as well, like Sully. <laughs> But do you think they're crying because they spent good money for you to go to Dartmouth and, yes. and you ended up on this show? Yes. That, that, that might be why they're, yes. they're, they're sobbing. Yes. I think we're all crying. Yes, uh, I, I actually also got a note from uh, Andrew's parents, and they're sticking with our show. You know, they're not going to the new one. They're going to stick with us. They I are, like that. They're great fans of the show. Yeah. Yes, McClellan. No, they're everyday watchers. They will absolutely. I mean, it took them a little while to figure out how to get Peacock because yep. they're not great with that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. once they did, they're in. I'd like to say uh, good morning to McLovin's parents, everybody who's watching and listening, our great radio affiliates, Fox Sports Radio lineup, iHeartRadio and Peacock. Download the app. More phone calls coming up. You uh, I'm labeling this weekend the get your bleep together weekend for some teams. And there are a few starting tonight. When you think about it, the Titans, you know, you would have thought they would have a better record going into tonight's game with the Niners. But they started out eight and two. Without Derrick Henry, they fall into nine and five. Meanwhile, the Niners have won five of their last six, and they look like a dangerous team in the NFC. The Titans have Ryan Tannehill, but this team isn't built for him to win those games alone. And he's been hurt not just by Henry's injury, but A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have missed games. The offensive line, the offense itself, uh, Tennessee has landed on exactly 13 points in three of its last four games. And they're going to need a whole lot more against a Niner team that has come up with some answers here. Jimmy G has played well enough. Debo Samuel has been a force to be reckoned with. You get the feeling the Titans are just trying to tread water until Derrick Henry gets back. But treading water against a rising San Francisco team is not going to cut it. Yeah, Paul. I got a few more of those games. Browns at 7-7 at the Packers, which the Packers are favored by 7.5. Okay. That's it. This is last call for the Browns. Is Baker Mayfield expected to play but not cleared yet? Uh, Another one, Ravens-Bengals, both 8-6. That feels like one-in, one-out game. Yep. Um, Vikings are 7-7 hosting the Rams. Rams are only a three-point favorite. See, this is a tricky game here. This is one of those Vikings win the game. 
They, you know, whenever you think the Vikings shouldn't win a game, that's when they win a game. You have Indy at Arizona, which is interesting because you got, I mean, how many Pro Bowl players did the Colts have? Seven? The most in the league came from the Indianapolis Colts. They don't have stars. I mean, Quentin Nelson is going to be a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Uh, Darius Leonard is a, a great defensive player. Jonathan Taylor is getting there. I mean, he wasn't even a big name at Wisconsin because we always look at Wisconsin and say, with that offensive line, you always have a great running back. And, you know, his first year kind of showed, showed signs of being a breakout star. He's certainly done that this year. And then you have Arizona. I don't know what to make of Arizona. Um, you know, the Colts, they average 5.2 yards per carry. The Cardinals allow 4.6 yards per carry, 28th in football. I'm guessing there'll be a a steady diet of Jonathan Taylor there. Buffalo at New England, that's a showdown as well. If Buffalo loses, then they go to 8-7, and and now you're teetering on the brink for a team that people penciled in that they were going to be in the AFC title game. Even the Cleveland Browns, AFC title game. Oh, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. Yes, Paulie. And that 8-7 and seven number is really the one to watch for records. Uh, the Chargers, 8-6, and six, cannot afford a loss. They're at the Texans. They're a big favorite. But to stay alive, you, you can't give it up. And then the other one, Broncos Raiders. Nobody likes either team nationally, and they're both 7-7. Seven and seven. One of those two teams, mm. if they win two in a row, they're in the playoffs. Does 9-7 and seven get you in? Well, oh, it, well no, it's, there's 17 games. But let's put it this way. If you win, you know, one of those teams will be on the cusp. And they, nobody talks about them. Nobody... You're going to have to get 10 wins. Yeah. They'd have to go 10-7. and seven. Yes, McLovin. Can I debunk one thing on the Colts a little bit? Sure. One of the seven Pro Bowlers is their long snapper, Luke Rhodes. Does that count? But he's the best long snapper does that make a difference in the win-loss column at it the only, end of the day? It, it only does when there's a mistake. And then you go, man, I wish we had the Colts long snapper. How do they vote on that? Like, are there stats? Uh, that feels like it's word of mouth. Or they're like, the the number of times it's, it's, you know, when you hike it back to your punter, that you do it in a crisp way, a timely way, in the same manner each time. So you had the Colts with seven. Chiefs and Chargers with six. Ravens, Browns, Cowboys, Niners, Buccaneers with five. And as I mentioned in the first hour, you get more attention if you get snubbed than you do if you make the Pro Bowl. Because today's the day where you're like, oh, this guy should have been on there. Well, if he's on there, then who are you taking off? And this happens every year whenever there's voting for an all-star game. I always say, okay, can't have everybody on. Who are you taking off? And, you know, am I surprised at uh, Kyler Murray over Matthew Stafford? Yeah, but, you know, nobody cares about this. They don't want to play in the game. It's nice to put on your resume. Helps you with your Hall of Fame. But if Kyler Murray, is he going to play in this game? Probably not. I mean, you're going to probably have guys who were playing this past weekend, you know, third-string quarterbacks, the way things are going. Mitchell Trubisky made two Pro Bowls. Yeah. Vince Young made two because they're alternates. And that's what happens. But if you don't make it, it feels like people talk about you today. 
if you did make it, nobody would be talking about you. All right, some phone calls here as people say goodbye to McLovin. Uh, Ted in Tampa. Hi, Ted. Thanks for holding. Hey, good to be here, Dan. Uh, Tampa Bay, clear blue in 72. Uh, talking to Marvin this week, uh, we were really concerned about who was going to pick up McLovin's responsibility for being the target of uh, NFL quarterback passing. So I was able to contact 31 senior Dan Nation uh, supporters, and uh, I got 31 of them. 26 of the votes went to Seton. Oh. The other votes went to Polly. Okay. Well, th- thank you, Ted, for uh, that, uh, that straw poll that you had there. So, Seton, you're picking up McLovin's responsibilities? Uh, according to Ted in Tampa, I should be the guy catching passes, I guess. Mm. We'll just have to play that one by ear. Yeah, that makes me nervous. Well, Paulie's only got one good eye. Right. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, it's dominant, especially in comparison. Uh, yeah, you might be the default wide receiver here when we go to the Super Bowl and have quarterbacks throw. Yes. Yeah, if I could just throw in a vote for uh, my good friend Todd Fritz. No, 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 no. You can't have Todd. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, my God. It'll no. be great TV. It would be great oh, TV. okay, okay, okay. I don't know if he can get those beefy arms up in time to catch a pass. Beefy. That, was, that wasn't a compliment. It was not. It was not. Be- nothing about beefy sounds like a, something yeah. good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. McLevin. Do I get a vote? I would say Todd, he's got a little extra padding for when the ball comes in there. Oh, oh shout out <laughs> to Because of his muscles. Andrew. On That's the way not out. what he just... meant at all. Unleash. Yeah. I oh, thought man. you guys had a friendship. That lasted about no, 12 really, seconds. No, it was relationship. Oh, relationships. Yeah, because friendships are one thing. Relationships are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just made it that much more complicated with this. Really just oh, good Yontif. Barry in Long Island joins us. Hi, Barry. Good morning, fellas, and good morning, chat row. Uh, in memory of Mr. Perloff, I have some McLovin-related sports names. Okay. We have, we have Bruce Pearl, the Auburn coach. Uh, Jerry Judy, as McLovin is a member of the tribe. <laughs> a couple of nods to Brooklyn, uh, Jason Sheepshead Bay, and Kanar C.C. Sabathia. Wow. And, and finally, Harmon Kill Hebrew. <laughs> Gonna miss you, McLovin. <laughs> Gonna miss you, McLovin. But I Good thank luck. you. Thank Jason you. Sheepshead Bay. That's even a stretch for Fritzy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bear. We'll allow it. The judges will allow uh, it. By the way, we we are going to hand out the most valuable Danette, and we're going to hand out the most valuable backroom guy and most valuable guest, even though we're not going to have the guest on, I don't think. And we're going to have the most valuable caller. We're going to have all of those uh, coming up. Yes, Pauline. I would suggest uh, Brady Quinn as a candidate for Most Valuable Guest, but he did half a year. Mm. He kind of joined us, I think, October. I'm going to throw out uh, Albert Breer, a Monday morning quarterback. Ooh. Reliable. Okay. Uh, informative. Speaks in sound bites. Conversational. Yes. Uh, I, I learn stuff when I when Albert talks okay. about the league, and a lot of people, I don't learn anything. I think Albert Breer is a uh, great nominee there. Seton, you got a uh, recommendation here. Well, I would actually say the guest we just had on. Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. I think he's been great this year. And uh, along the same exact same reasons uh, that Paul just said, mm-hmm. he was super reliable every week. He gave great information. He had fun stories. Good stories, yeah. 
Uh, Todd, most valuable guest. Both very good options. Uh, Chris Sims always has high energy, has strong opinions, yeah. and I would put him at least right there with those. Okay. Uh, McLovin? So Charles Barkley's like Michael Jordan in MVP. He doesn't. Yeah, he's he's emeritus. And it's a new category. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about somebody who's a little bit off the radar. Well, you know, I, I'm analytically inclined, so I mean, I think we all agree Steve Palazzolo yeah. has got to be in Pro the Pro football mix. focus. All right. Uh, yeah, Seaton. I mean, we could do it if we want, but we don't really have it. We all know least valuable guest. <laughs> Chris Mannix? Chris Mannix. He there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he's consistently <laughs> invaluable. Yes. Undervalued. Mannix has won it again. What a run, huh? I think he's got more wins than Brady's got Super Bowls. <laughs> Went he's unanimous. Away. Yes. They did it again. Yeah, McLevin. Most versatile is obvious, too. What what guy can cover thirteen different teams? Stanford, TK, San Jose Sharks, San Francisco, Tim Calcami, TK. We I, haven't had Tim Calcami on in years. Remember, hi, I'm Tim. I'm Tim. Hey, it's Tim. <laughs> when he came up to us, when you were getting honored for something, he came up to our table and said, "Hey, it's Tim." <laughs> Tim MVG, most versatile guest. Yes, Todd. Maddox says hi. He just uh, texted from a nondescript boxing match in Reno. Okay, thank you, sure you know. thank you, Todd. Yes, Paul. I'll throw out baseball. Jeff Pass and ESPN. Passing, sneaky, very good, good very yeah. snarky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric in Maine joins us. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Calling to say thank you to McLovin. Uh, back in 2015, prior to proposing to my now wife, I was wondering how to break the news with her parents. Uh, one day, all of you were comparing stories on how to ask the parents for their blessing. Uh, McLovin actually piped up and said he didn't ask, and he treated it as sort of a heads up, a statement. And he did. He said he did this uh, to portray confidence. And uh, I used that strategy, and it worked like a charm. And so I'm just calling to say thank you for that, McLovin. Uh, got me out of that uh, tough situation. Uh, good luck at CBS Sports, and go Black Bears. All right. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Sergio in Texas, then we'll take a break. Hey, Serge. 5'9", and a soon-to-be dad to a baby girl, 160. Nice. I want to say uh, goodbye to McLovin and thank him for all the content that he gave to the show. From the broken glasses to the Halloween costumes to every poll question that he came up with. And even though he got slack for most of the time for against the grain, I just want him to know that he was real to me, damn it. Got <laughs> a boy. Take it easy, man. <laughs> I, th- I think he was being sincere, McLovin. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sergio. Man, you really had a, a profound impact on people. Yeah, a lot of tears. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I said this, we were watching during the look-ins on Peacock. We're showing all the great memories with McLovin. I knew that you were great for the show when we were at the Super Bowl in New Orleans and you dove in the mud outside in the rain to catch a football. And I said, that guy is going to, he's going to be a valuable member of this, this uh. show. Yeah, that was it. That was that was the moment where I thought, okay, I didn't know how all in you would go because, you know, you're a journalist. You went to an Ivy League school. You you know, there's a different feel about you. And I thought, God, I don't know if he lets his guard down, then maybe he's got a chance. And you certainly did. But I think there was that exact moment where it clicked in your head that you could do something. It was I know the exact moment. we were in the attic 
when you first started the show, we were filming a, a promo, and I was sitting on a chair underneath this small ceiling, and you just started laughing because it's a tall man in a small space. Well, this was before Will Ferrell did Elf, I think. Yeah. And McLovin had that. He's sitting on a little chair, and McLovin's 6'4", and the ceiling was just right above his head. And it just the visual made me laugh so hard. Yeah, and by the way, that was before I came up every day. A few, I think, like a month or two later. You're like, why don't you, why don't you get in the car and come up every day, and we'll do this. Thing. Yeah. Well, why don't you get in your car and uh, we won't do this anymore? How about that? Oh no, we got it an hour and forty five minutes. Yes, McLean or uh, uh, Seaton. I like that uh, the moment you figured out Andrew was going to work for the show was about five years in. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just know where it was, it was math, the New Orleans the Super Bowl. That was like, we had been to like 10 Super Bowls already. <laughs> Let's take a break here. Kurt Warner joins us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. M Drive, you got to get started. You want to achieve your health and fitness goals? You got to put in the work every single day. That's why I support my daily workouts with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys. No plans on slowing down even as you get older. M-Drive's special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you the energy and the strength and mental boost you need to compete every single day. Go to mdrivedan.com. You get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Or you can also go to Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. You'll find M-Drive there as well. M-Drive doesn't contain testosterone. Instead, helps your body maintain its natural testosterone production. You have the strength, energy, and focus to compete in day in and day out. M-Drive's not for everyone. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com. Healthy tea support, strength, and energy you need to fuel your daily drive. You can go to mdrivedan.com or, once again, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eric in Connecticut. Hey, Eric, what's on your mind? Going to miss you, McLovin. Won't be the same with all you. DP, two quick questions. You just showed uh, the Dan's uh, <clears throat> cave the video. Yeah. You have, you're going to have to take out the Brooklynite. What are you doing? Are you going to redo it, edit him out? And lastly, without McLovin, I got you to do the cone of silence last week. I think first he's going to be out of control. You're going to have to have somebody on that button all the time. No, that's a fair point, Eric, and thank you for the phone call. Yeah, McLovin will be edited out of uh, the open to the show. And I was thinking maybe we'd just put like an X over it or a black box over it or, uh, you know, maybe blur his face a little bit. Redacted. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that, you know, I'm like I, you're not out of here yet, but I've already started. The wheels are in motion to can, scrub you from this program. Can you guys wait until 1215 to I know, talk I know, about this? I know. I, I, I keep. 
I have a cleaning crew coming in to scrub this place of any remnants of you. Todd was lurking around with a tape measure around my desk. I didn't know what that was about. Yeah, he's going to want to stretch out over there. But are you going to keep this glass partition? Yeah, probably. There is a misnomer about the partition. Well, you're the one that wanted it. But the funny thing about the partition, it has nothing to do with COVID or health at all. It was put in two years before the pandemic. Yes. It, it seems like it's pandemic worthy, but this was about Todd and his coughing. No, it was just when we were in the old man cave, Todd and I did not have a lot of space. I just needed a little separation. We would bang elbows when we were trying to type these. He's a lefty too, which made everything even worse. Yeah, but you brought it with you to the new man cave with plenty of space back there. Oh yeah, that's just to give me some mental space from Todd. Todd, we're going to have Kurt Warner. He may be running a little late. Okay. I mean, he's already late. He may be running significantly late. Okay. Is this a movie star time now? Yeah, now mm-hmm. Kurt Warner acting like Hollywood star. Okay, yeah, he got a movie. Yeah. Well, I've been in 21 movies, Kurt, and I show up on time. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. Yes, Paulie? Last show before holiday break guest oh. bailout, Fritzy. Oh. I've seen it before, and it's not good. Not Damn, good. if Michael Buble does not show up in an hour... Oh, oh there's hell to pay. Maybe you could get Brenda Warner. Maybe Fred Warner. Make it, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Maybe somebody from Warner Brothers. <laughs> All of a sudden, it got quiet. <laughs> I got to give him the number. And he, I, that's where I, 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 I told him. I, 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 he's got to get it here. It better not be playing this time zone game. <laughs> Couple of phone calls. Dale in Indiana. Hi, Dale. What's on your mind? Five nine one eighty. All right. Well, being McLovin's last day, I need to apologize. Wow. Similar to Adam Sandler's character in Billy Madison, where he calls Steve Buscemi and tells him, "I'm sorry for the things I did in the past." McLovin, I'm sorry. Back in September, 2020. In reference to a basketball game he was watching, one Paul Paps at Paul Paps tweeted, is the makeup call a good thing? Yes. It even things out after a bad call. No, makes it worse. Discuss. I replied, and this is what I'm apologizing for, two wrongs don't make a right. Look at the back row. Hashtag suck at back row. Wow. <laughs> wow. Call back. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dan. Short, short, yeah, shortly after that, I was Twitter blocked. By Andrew Perloff, and I want to apologize. I'm no sorry. way. I blocked you for that? Sorry, man. I would stop getting shark updates. I'm like, what's the deal? I don't know what's going on. All right. Well, I do, it's, it, by the way, there's a lot of public safety concerns when I block you. I do give a lot of great white updates. Thank you, Dale. Hey, apologize. That was nice. Two wrongs don't make a right. Back row. Uh, let's bring in Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer. Got a movie out called American Underdog. Apparently acting like a Hollywood star. Shows up late. So, <laughs> typical. Hey, Hollywood, how are you? What's, what's going on, my man? I apologize. Uh, apologize. Lots going on. Got my signs mixed up, so I apologize for that. Do you have final say-so in that movie? Final approval? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say final say, but definitely had a say. It was a collaborative effort. Um you know, we got to uh, everything from writing the script to uh, to being on set and doing some of the different scenes. Uh, we had a lot of input, uh, but at the same time, we had a good team that uh, at times sat back and said, nope, 
that's a bad idea. We're, we're not, we're not going to listen to that one. So um, they probably helped us from screwing up the movie, trying to get some of the stuff that we wanted in it. Uh, but a great team, and we're, we're excited about this movie and everybody getting a chance to see it. I'll uh, give the full introduction based on the true story of Kurt Warner, American underdog in theaters everywhere on Christmas Day. Also on Christmas Day, uh, Kurt's working. Uh, he'll be uh, calling the Colts and the Cardinals kickoff at 815 Eastern exclusively on NFL Network. Are you in the movie? Um, there's a couple what they call Easter eggs in, in the movie that uh, may be able to keep an eye on and see if uh, mm -hmm. see if you can find me and my wife. Mm, Easter eggs. Yes. That's what they that's what they like to call it when they give uh, you know individuals little cameos or, or throw them in little spots in the background um, in the movie. So there's there's a couple little things in the movie. Did you have approval on Zach Levi, who plays you? Uh, <laughs> no, I had no approval when it came to the casting. Uh, left that up to people that are much smarter than me. But uh, Zach does a great job. I you know I think when you look, think about the casting, you're always thinking about okay, does he look like me? Um, is the most important thing. And obviously, Zach looks like me, but it really comes down to what they do on the big screen. And Zach and, uh, and Anna, I thought, did a great job of uh, you know playing myself and my wife in this movie. All right, you're going to call the Cardinals and the Colts. Which team do you have a better idea of who they are right now? Um, I'm probably going to say the Colts. Uh, as, amaz as amazing as that might be, with the Cardinals being the number one seed just a couple weeks ago, uh, they're just not playing very well on either side of the ball and not playing great offensively, which was really their calling card with the way Kyler was playing early in the year. And the Colts, even though I think you got some questions about the quarterback position and what um, Carson Wentz can be in, in that moment and, and down the stretch, what you know about them is they're going to play great defense and they're going to run the football and you know you're going to get that every time out. So I would probably say I have a better feel for what the Colts are right now than, than the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to christen the Cardinals as you know one yeah. of those favorites for the NFC. They, they, they can have a nice record, but I, I just want to see them in a big moment. Um, and, and I just don't know. Yet. There's a couple of those teams, though, Kurt, when you think about it. I don't know what Tampa is going to be like at the end of the season. I don't know what the Cardinals are going to be like. I don't know. Is Dallas consistent enough? Um, yeah. And and the Rams, too. You know, the, yeah. you just there's a lot of teams where you're just not sure how good they can be. Can you win back-to-back -back games? Can you win on the road? Out of those teams, which one do you like the best? Well, I mean, I think I still lead towards Tampa simply because of Tom Brady, and we know what we're going to get from him in the moment. Uh, I think that becomes the question for me is, you know, it's a, so much about the quarterback when you get to the playoffs. And can that quarterback put together a consistent run of three or four games? Cause that's what it takes to win a championship. And yes, you win championships as a team, but you have to have good play at that position. And the teams that you mentioned probably outside of Tampa are the teams that you say, okay, we've seen those quarterbacks play great in moments. We've seen them play at an MVP level. But do we know that we're going to get that every single time they show up in the playoffs? And that remains the question for me as well. As, as good as I think, you know, all those teams that you mentioned can beat anybody on any given Sunday. No question. Can they do it three or four straight times? Four rookies made the Pro Bowl if you were drafting. Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Rashawn Slater. Mm. 
Uh, well, I mean, you probably got to go Micah Parsons. Uh, he's been such a difference maker. Rashawn Slater, I think, has been great too. And knowing how important a left tackle is, um, you know, building around a guy like that can definitely see it. But Micah has been so good and so dominant so quickly, can do so many different things. I just, I probably go that direction knowing what we know now and knowing what his ability is as a pass rusher. Uh, and as a linebacker, probably lead that direction. But Rashawn Slater is probably right behind it. You had that moment of frustration for Brady against the Saints where he's talking to the Saints' sidelines. You ever do that when you play? Um, <laughs> not, not too often. Not too often. Tried to, tried to never let somebody you know, feel like they got the best of me or, or I was doing something out of character. Uh, if it ever happened, it was probably more on my sideline where I got into it with my coaches or, or another player on my sideline more than I did it to the other team. Because I think once you start to get out of character, the other team goes, ah, we got them now. Let's just let's continue to ride that thing. Well, good luck with the movie. My best to Brenda. And uh, we'll be watching the Colts and the Cardinals. That'll be kickoff at 8 Eastern exclusively on NFL Network. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Kurt. And uh, my best to the family. Thank you very much. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody there on your crew. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Kurt Warner, the movie American Underdog in theaters everywhere on Christmas Day. I had never heard the expression Easter eggs, where there's these little surprises. You got to find them. But he's got to hide his Easter eggs. He can't tell us where the Easter eggs are uh, placed in the movie. Yes, Paul. I'm really curious if the opening of the movie is the bagging groceries or is the opening of the movie him with the Super Bowl trophy. Like which extreme do they lead off with? The Iowa Barnstormers Arena League bagging groceries mm. thing or vice versa? Feels like you want to start with almost groceries going down the conveyor belt and then you just hear the noise there ringing it up. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's Kurt at the end bagging the groceries and then it dissolves into whatever. But, but that's where you start. You know, with all of my movie making, you know, I, I went to master class and I saw Martin Scorsese teaching you about movies. So now I think I can make a I call him Marty. I feel like I can make a movie. Yes. Seaton. Is this where like the loaf of bread coming down the conveyor belt thing? Uh, it then turns into a football and it's a spinning football leaving mm. his hand. A, a Lombardi trophy. OK, sure. Mm. I don't know if we would do well making a movie. Oh, no. We just created a great opening. Really? Oh, yeah. So the bread comes down, and then that's as if it's a beep. Maybe it's moving, and then it starts spinning, and then you see his hand, and it's got a a football in it, and it leaves his hand, and then it goes in. And it's Super Super Bowl! Yeah. Gold. Okay. That's a baller scene. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jesse in Los Angeles. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hi, Jess. Happy Festivus and Positivity Thursday. Firstly, yesterday at the end of the show, you were proposing to Danettes to write a Christmas song for Mickey Bubs to sing, but I thought with McLovin leaving, how about you ask him to sing Andre Bocelli's Time to Say Goodbye, or even more fitting, Billy's own Boys to Men's It's So Hard to Say Goodbye. Mm. But to Pearl, thank you, man. You'll be the Andy Reid pump pass and kick costume will live on forever. Congrats on the new adventure, but I might stop in for a listen or hear where to find it. But, you know, if it goes up against the DB show, unlike you, I know where my loyalties lie. Lahine, brother. Wow. 
Well, that's uh, Jesse. No, you're you're. Uh, I think you picked afternoon drive to stay as far away from this show as possible. Absolutely, this juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to mess. You with don't want us. You don't want any part of this, <laughs> man. <laughs> Talking smack. Yeah, radio smack talk. Yeah, yes, McLovin. Do all four of us really have to sing for Michael Bublé? This is ruining my last. I just day. want to say thank you, Andrew, for bringing that up because uh, there's nothing I've been looking forward to less than this. Uh, I got to say, it was Paulie's idea, and right. the only person who said "yeah" was Todd. I can't wait. I'm going to close my eyes and get all into it. It's going to be great. I don't want to sing for Michael Bublé. So it's a choice. It's your show. I I know, but but I I'm a team player. Todd, oh, the weather outside is right. There you go. I, like, what do we want him to say? Oh, okay. That was, that was good. And Todd, you think, you're the person who goes to karaoke thinking Simon Cowell is going to walk in and go, oh, yo. Someone's got to be in the crowd that's going to give me a business card afterwards. There's going to be some kind of record deal, you would think. That's do you happen. think you can sing? I think I'm a decent singer. I think I sound better in the shower, as most do. Okay. And uh, I think I have a pretty good voice. I, in junior high school, I was in the chorus and... Uh, I saw turn around every night. But, but Todd, they, they don't cut people from the course. They don't. Like when you're in the course, you're in the course. No JV? No. But I got no... a good grade from the teacher. There's a lot of girls in the class, which was uh, very beneficial. That was nice. But, but, but th- this isn't where, hey, you made the chorus. Like you, you show up, you make the chorus. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I don't want you to have this false sense of bravado that, man, I can sing. No, none of the kids that were in my junior high school chorus class became like, you know, Broadway stars or, or cutting albums. What if Michael Buble goes, you can't sing? That would be very crushed. And, I, and I, then I, I would rationalize it driving home as, you know, that's one person's opinion. I'm sure there's a lot of other people that think I can't sing well. But he's an expert. On the crooner side of things. But there's all kinds of different singers. Crooner is not a negative. I didn't Todd. say it's a negative. I'm just yeah, saying I mean, that you brought that there are up different earlier. types of singers. No, you brought it up earlier today. I did wonder if he thinks that's a completely positive thing. Oh, yeah, you know, this performer. Oh, yeah, that's the you know, a holiday crooner. So who's the greatest crooner of all time? Sinatra? Yes. Now, is that a negative? No. This bank account and his popularity would suggest that yes, it's great that, to like be. Like it's a crooner. I'm not saying it's bad to be a crooner. I'm just saying there's different types look of up, music. Look up the definition of crooner. Yeah, Paul. Michael Bublé sings for a living. His instrument is his voice. That's all he's an expert on. I mean, that's the main thing. He's, like Darius Rucker is a singer. Plays a little guitar. Michael Bublé plays some instruments. But mm-hmm. he's an absolute expert on singing. Yes, he This says, crooner, it's a noun. A singer, typically a male one, who sings sentimental songs in a soft, low voice. Okay. That's not negative. No. But it should say who sings mm-hmm. sentimental songs extraordinarily in a soft, low voice. It just says he sings. You know, I do. I sing in a. I could sing in a soft, low voice in the shower. No one's going to call me a crooner or anything like that. <laughs> I think part of the definition should be like someone that's like does that very well, as opposed to just doing it. This, a lot of people sing. Mm-hmm. That definition could go for like anybody can sing sentimental songs in a soft, low voice. Okay, what are you talking about? You were the one who wanted to have Michael Bublé. Very much, I did. Okay, like you surprised. You didn't go through me. He was great the last time. It's Christmas I didn't. Time. I didn't co-sign on this. I, did, I, I was like, um, that's the last guest we're going to have for the year and McLovin as we kick him out the door? Michael was great last year. I just don't like going back to the well and trying to do another good interview. Last year we crushed. Yes. We sang for him. Uh, I think we did like Bing. I did a Bing Crosby thing. Like a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it's still like I have to go down the same path again with him. 
I'll ask him about his name, and then he'll say, you can call me boobs. Like, I... I, I apologize that you guys aren't as excited as I am. No, I like Michael Buble, but I want Michael Buble to be great, and it feels like we've already done that interview with him. I think he's going to be even greater, and you're going to make him great. No, no, see, this is what you do. You bring the groceries, I make the meal. That's it. That's true. I, new T-shirt. Yes. Done. <laughs> but this is McLovin's last show. So it should have been Dr. J, Mike Schmidt, Randall Cunningham. It, it, it could have been Charles Barkley since McLovin stole a hat out of Barkley's you know, car Get years Donovan ago. Get Donovan McNabb on the phone. No. But we take pride in the show being spontaneous and not scripted and predictable. And that some could argue that, oh, of course, it's McLovin's last show. You're going to put like Philly guests on. And then that goes against the grain of what we stand for every day and what we try to accomplish. McLovin goes against the grain. And he'll do that next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Paulie just made a great analogy of McLovin leaving. It's like when you take one of your favorite items off the menu at your favorite restaurant. You still go back to the restaurant. It's just you don't have your favorite item. So, McLovin, we're taking your item off the DP Show menu. But... We're still going to continue to do this show without you. Yes, Paul. There's, there's an Irish pub I go to, and they used to have this killer French onion soup, and you've been there, Dan. And now they don't have the French onion soup anymore. And every time I'm there, I'm like, you know what? There's something missing here. Mm. Uh, McLovin is French onion soup. Yes, you wow. That's, yeah. For Paulie, that's as <laughs> high as praise that possible. That is. As good as it gets. That's as emotional as he's going to get today. Moving on. Uh, top of the hour, most valuable Danette, the most valuable backroom guy. Most valuable caller. Yeah, we have some write-in candidates for most valuable guest. Uh, Carson Palmer, Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker is in the Hall of Fame. You know, Ross has been doing this. He's hosted the show. He's he's up there. And we're just talking about the guys who do it. Maybe not the bigger names, but newer people to the show. You know, Reggie Miller, he's one of the Danettes. But, uh, you know, thank you for all the people making some recommendations here. Yes, McLovin. By the way, I was cleaning up everything. Guess what I found? Your glasses. My Oliver people's glasses, missing the right side of them. And I, I could tell I tried to super glue them back together. There's all this super glue residue. Could you leave those here? Yeah, for the museum. Yeah. By the way, I do have a parting gift for you. Really? I'm going to give you something from the man cave. And you know I don't like to give anything from the man cave. I'm going to give you one item in the man cave. Do I get to pick it? No. <laughs> nice try. I am, a... I'm going to give you. Do you guys want to know? Yeah. You got it, Seton? I think so. I know what I would give him. Okay. Uh, Todd, you know what I'm going to give McLevin? I think I do. Okay. The, uh, an expensive pair of glasses. No, it's not in the man cave. Also, he doesn't have my subscription, like, handy or anything. Or prescription. <laughs> your, your Dale Jr. Yeah, pinball I, machine. I got your subscription. I don't have your prescription. <laughs> I always get those confused. Okay. Pauline, what do you think? Just because I look to my left, it's mounted on the wall. It's very big. Am I correct? Yeah. McLovin, would you go take the Robert Griffith Jr. the third jersey down? And I would like for you to take that <laughs> nice. with you. Okay. Go ahead. McLovin... 
so he calls him Robert Griffith and then called him Junior the Third. And it's Robert Griffin the Third. But McLovin said it a couple of times on the show. And you even had Sal Palantonio one time doing a live shot, and he said Robert Griffith Jr. the third. <laughs> I called you. I said, Dan, what blue just happened? <laughs> McLovin, you're you're welcome. That uh, that is your jersey to take wow. home. Robert, Robert Griffith Jr. the third. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that was funny that day. It's amazing that I can still say it exactly the same cadence. Robert yeah. Griffith Jr. the third. I know. I know. <sighs> Do you want to do against the grain right yes, now? Yes, I do want to do this. Okay. These are opinions, observations, takes on Dan and the Danettes that people might not know. Sort of against the grain. I'm going to start with Todd Fritz. All right. I truly believe deep in my heart that Todd is a talented singer and rapper. I'm not just doing this as a bit. Okay. I know that's against the grain, but me and my wife will sometimes look at Todd singing on YouTube at home. I swear we're huge fans. Okay. He's a good rapper. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's got talent. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm going to go over to Seton. Now, when I started the show, Seton was very nice, very positive. That's all gone away for years. And everyone assumed it was from being around you and Paul and your snarky <laughs> sense of humor. But something else happened right when I started the show. He met a woman and he got married to a Patriots fan. Seaton has been influenced also by Bill Belichick severely over the years. The other day I was in the kitchen and he spilled some of his smoothie. And he said, Ugh, on to Cincinnati. <laughs> and actually, in reality, like Nikhil Harry in his second game in the NFL drops like drops a pass and Seaton's like, let's just cut him. He's become this viciously mean sports fan, and he knows all the legal details of Deflategate and Spygate. He has, like, it's unbelievable. So I think he's Belichickian in, in addition to being influenced by you guys. Right. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Paul. Paul's known as the meanest standette for good reason. He is the meanest standette. <laughs> but I think that Paul is a bit misunderstood, and off camera, he is actually a very nice and considerate person. In fact, you might even bring him home to your parents. He's extremely courteous, great manners, and is actually a nice person. And that's probably the most against the grain take of the four. <laughs> is that it? I got one for you. Okay. You are considered a man of the people. You are by far, including me, the most highbrow person in this studio. <laughs> You're coming in. What'd you do this week, Dan? I watched a Utah football game on Friday. Then I saw Wagner's Ring Trilogy on Saturday. <laughs> or an Edward Munch <laughs> retrospective. You are always pulling these things. If I had to go to a cocktail party, you're secretly highbrow, Dan Patrick. Yep. Yep. That is true. Well done, Andy. Against the Grain brought to you by the great folks at Panini. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Michael Buble will join us and will hand out some awards. More phone calls as well as we say goodbye to McLovin. Back after this.